Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Bad Banter, Season 3, Episode 67, it's the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap, where today's podcast is proudly supported by the team of Matt and Anna at Roller Games and their Mad Footy Board Game. They're kicking big bags of goals, making turnovers at critical times, and change the way footy is delivered one game at a time. That's what this new AFL-inspired board game is all about, and you can find them on at Roller Games on Instagram, Roller Games on Facebook, and rollergames.com.au, that's R-O-L-L-A, to find out a bit more about them, but more importantly, to get your hands on a mad footy board game for you and the family. So we're back into the swing of it all. Uh, AFLW is right into the thick of it. Two rounds in, but of course, lots more uh, signings, news, um, new personnel in for many of our WA domestic sporting teams. So without further ado, let's start off with all things AFLW, and that means it's West Coast and Fremantle. Lally sends it in. They want to mark as it's knocked down. Tight, dangerous in this situation. From the angle, on your tie. Found some room when there was none. Uh, lifted West Coast. Swanson sending it forward, knocked over by Bartlett. Now it's to Franklin, the former docker on the fly, buries it against a former team. We are going to kick it off with the not-so-mighty West Coast Eagles. Uh, they were looking to bounce back after a decent first-half outing, albeit in a loss against Fremantle, um, but it couldn't have been further from the case. They lost by 73 points to the Gold Coast up at Heritage Bank Stadium. Uh, they were held goalless to the half and conceded eight goals. It actually gave up more points to Gold Coast in two quarters of football in this game than what the Suns have been able to achieve to achieve as their highest score across an entire game in the time that they've been in the competition. And they also conceded the West Coast Eagles the third highest score of the AFLW across this eight, now eight seasons. It's truly a sad state of affairs and rolling into the second round of the season. They conceded 52 to 18 inside 50s. They lost the clearances by 27, 53 less contest obsessions. That's a destroying 63 less uncontested obsessions, and they gave up 16 marks inside 50. They got obliterated everywhere. There were no positives from a team perspective, but from an individual standpoint, Kelly Gibson was their sole offensive weapon. Uh, she had three goals. Bella Lewis gathered 20 disposals and six tackles, whilst Emma Swanson was admirable. She had 15 disposals and eight tackles. Now, they were hoping to look, look to show some fight as they tackle Carlton, Back at home next week on Sunday afternoon. Well, that's it for the Eagles. Let's now get on to Fremantle. Now, they weren't able to make it two on the trot, uh, going down by 21 points to Collingwood. Now, the game was won and lost in the first term, where they conceded three goals, one to zero goals, zero. They didn't score, actually, until 13 minutes to go in the second term. Really, from then on, though, they only lost the remainder of the scoreline in quarters 2, 3, and 4 by just two points. So slow starts are going to kill you, very similar to the men's team. Um, there were many positives, however, for the Fremantle Dockers, as they won the inside 50s plus 10, contested marks plus 6, they won the clearances by 4, and they only lost contested possessions by 2. Um, despite all that ascendancy, though, of the ball being in their forward half, they generated the same amount of scoring shots as the Pies, but at just a 36% inside 50 efficiency. So just not making the most of the ball that's going in there and getting scores. You can give credit to Collingwood, you know, tough defensive efforts for sure. Um, you know, getting all those rebound 50s, but uh, your forward line, they have to make it count. Because um, clearly the midfielders are doing the right thing. They're getting the ball in there, but uh, yeah, your forward line... Ha- 
uh, starts needing starts needing uh, to function a little bit better as they move through the season. Uh, Mim Strom, she was again at her finest. She had 28 hitouts, 12 disposals, and six tackles. Uh, whilst former league best and fairest and returning Kiara Bowers or Turbo as they like to call her down at uh, Coburn, she didn't miss a beat. She picked up 23 disposals, 15 of them contested. Six clearances, 31 pressure acts, and 17 tackles. She actually had 14 tackles in the first half alone. And Captain Hayley Miller, she tried valiantly as well. She had 21 disposals, 16 of them contested, eight clearances, and 10 tackles. Now, next week, uh, the Dockers, they'll host Hawthorne on Saturday afternoon to try and get this season back on track. So, overall, uh, two losses. One very, very terrible dismal and uh, disappointing one by the West Coast Seagulls. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, just, you know, that they that uh, first term just absolutely took them out of the game. And uh, unfortunately, they couldn't return or bounce back from that. We're going to leave it for the AFLW. Let's now hit the hard court. Let's talk a little bit of basketball. And this time, we're going to go to the Perth Wildcats. Listen to the hiss. Listen to the growl. Perth Wildcats are on the prowl. Can you feel the heat? Listen to their feet. Tearing up the cotton, building up the heat. Here we come. Oh no, here we come. Oh no, here we come. Yeah, but Wildcats are on the ground. Watch out if you're in the way. Listen to the hiss, listen to the growl. Now, in their first official hit out of their preseason, they took on an MBL1 select team uh, last weekend um, in two games. And they got the win 111 93. Uh, I think it was a Friday night game, and they backed that up with a Sunday night, Sunday afternoon win for a 99-86 win. As Michael Harris top scored with 23 points in the second game, uh, whilst David Aquira and Alexander Saar had nine rebounds each, uh, with games being played at Rockingham and Warwick. Now to their next hit out, and they travelled all the way to the other side of the world in the United States to play the to play in the G League Invitational match in Nevada um, against G League Ignite, which is made up of future NBA high-caliber draftees. So a real test um, for the Perth Wildcats. In Game 1, they went down 105-124, to 124, uh, with Jordan Usher scoring 22 points, and next star Alexander Saar impressing with 17 points, 7 rebounds, and 6 blocks. But in Game 2, they bounced back the Wildcats uh, with force, might I add, uh, winning 127 to 112, as Alexander Saar went back-to-back impressive performances with 26 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 blocks. But BC Bryce Cotton made a statement of his own, in fact, playing in front of his family for the first time in a very, very long time. With all the COVID interruptions, he has not been able to get back to the state. So I know he had uh, you know many of his uh, cousins there. His grandparents were there too. So that was awesome for him. And he made it count because he had 40 points, 4-0. Six assists and eighty, uh, sorry, eight three-pointers made. So well played to you, Bryce Cotton. Just brilliant. So we're going to leave it there for the Perth Wildcats. They've had uh, you know, a couple of nice pre-season hitouts. And, of course, um, the NBL Blitz uh, will be on our doorstep in no time. Um, but So we'll get a bit more of an idea of what uh, what this team's going to look like. But very impressed with Jordan Usher. Of course, Alexander Saad, too, uh, the next star. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Bryce Cotton just uh, doing his normal Bryce Cotton things. We're going to leave it there for the Perth Wildcats. Let's now talk some round ball game. The other round ball, the one that's on a pitch, and that means it's Perth glory time. Glory, glory, Perth glory.
So we're going to be covering both men and women uh, information, news and signings in this uh, little section. So firstly, more signings are coming for the women in the international Philippines forward, Quinley Kazada. Uh, she was a big part of the nation winning the AFF Women's Championship, also reaching the semifinals of the AFC Asian Cup last year and for the Philippines in qualifying for their recent Women's World Cup. And whilst at Clubland, she had a stellar US collegiate career before transitioning to Japan and then Serbia. Um, she actually is the Philippines' all-time leading goal scorer, so quite an effort and uh, a job there. So uh, they've actually picked up two um, Philippines players there, which is just fantastic. And obviously, there's uh, no surprise there's a connection there with our uh, Perth Glory women's coach Alex Aparkas uh, actually um, taking on a, a strategic and uh, you know innovations kind of role uh, in the Philippines under head coach and now Glory men's coach Alan Stadjic. So he's already got those connections. Um, does uh, coach Alex Aparkas and he's got two of them in. And uh, in regards to uh, Quinley. Uh, Coach Alex Aparkas has said that she's a senior member within the Philippines women's national team and has a strong level of versatility to her game across multiple attacking positions. Uh, I've been conscious of the style of play we want to have this season and having various attacking threats and types of plays is an important part of that vision. Quinley will provide us with different attacking qualities and will certainly build a great combination with our players in attack. She has a great demeanor and mindset and is a very focused individual who could bring the best out of her teammates off the field. Now let's get to another one uh, whilst we're still here. And uh, of course that is, uh, let's just quickly go to her, um, versatile Philippines international defender and midfielder in Jessica Cowart. Uh, she is equally accomplished as both a centre-back or holding midfielder. Uh, she played all three round games uh, sorry, at the uh, recent World Cup. But to her sort of credit, uh, she was a standout performer at college level uh, for the Washington Huskies between 2017 and 2021. Uh, she then moved to Turkey to gain a taste of European football uh, before jumping to Sweden and their top flight, top flight club IFK Kalmar. And a quick little summary from Coach Alexa Parkas. Uh, she comes to us after a great personal experience from that World Cup campaign and past exposure to some strong competitions uh, with a recent time playing in the Swedish top division. Jess has a really strong technical skill set, uh, which will allow us to build up and start our attacks from deep areas and help us to be the type of attacking team we want to be. Uh, she is a versatile player who can play across midfield and defence and has a great tactical understanding of the game. Uh, moreover, her character and energy is very infectious, and I have no doubt she will be a strong and positive positive personality within the group this season. So that's it from the women for now. Some really nice signings from the uh, from the women's Philippines team. So uh, they're bringing high quality uh, talent to the team, which is just what you need. Now to the men, and they're back on the pitch uh, for another friendly, this time on Tuesday, taking on NPLWA outfit Florette Athena Football Club at E&D Litter Stadium with a 7.30pm kickoff. Uh, this will be on the back of another win, uh, taking care of Olympic Kingsway Sports Club 3-1 back on Tuesday. Uh, and a wet and windy game. Uh, the team scored via Adam Taggart, who's actually kicked five goals in two preseason hitouts, whilst Giordano, Giordano Colley, should I say, found that out twice in the second half. And akin to the sort of Sterling Macedonia match, Coach Alan Stadjic made a raft of changes to the 11 at the one hour mark, giving a chance for another of trialists wanting to impress for a spot 
at the club. Now, finally, a signing of their own an exciting attacking midfielder, Bruce Kamau, uh, with a versatile 28-year-old, uh, having played for Adelaide United, Melbourne Victory, Western Sydney Wanderers, and uh, also Melbourne City too. And in 2021, he actually made a move from the A-League to Greek Super League outfit OFI Crate, where he made 25 appearances in all competitions during a two-year stint. So signings left, right, and center, both for our men and women. And uh, the men have got another uh, preseason hit out against another quality uh, NPLWA outfit, and that's coming up on Tuesday. So if you're a big Glory fan, uh, get on down and support them there. But uh, until we hear more news on our preseason uh, hit outs, both for our men and our women, we're going to leave it there. And now let's talk a little bit of Suncorp, sorry, a little bit of Super Rugby Pacific, should I say. And that means it's the Western Falls. Going, sending it the other way. Hitting the line at pace was Bury. Tizano can't get it away, but now he can to Williams. It's off to Tim Horton. Horton looking to do it himself. Oh, spectacular. Quick ball, Harry Potter playing scrummy, linking backs and forwards. A little bit of an overrun, but cool as ice as Carlo Tizano picks his man beautifully. And the skill of All right, super simple and easy this one. A new signing for the team in Australia under 20 representative and utility back Henry O'Donnell. Now, he was part of the Young Wallaby squad at the 2023 World Rugby Under-20 Championship in South Africa uh, between June and July. And he actually scored four tries in five games. Now, Henry will arrive in Perth in November with a view to joining in the preseason ahead of the 2024 February Super Rugby Pacific season. Now, to uh, the games that uh, the boys have been playing in uh, Bloemfontein, we already uh, discussed and touched on their results. Unfortunately, didn't get any wins over there. Um, their first match was certainly much better than their second. Um, but after two losses away to the South African side, the Cheetahs in Bloemfontein, uh, there will be a return set of games as discussed and advertised on our socials uh, with game ones to take place and just refreshing your memory and reminding you, Friday, September 29th, September 29, should I say, at Lane Group Stadium in Mandra, and Game 2 the following week on Saturday, October 7, uh, at Revo Fitness Stadium in Claremont. So if you're a Force uh, supporter, if you're part of the Sea of Blue, get on down, support the Force as they play a high-quality uh, South African outfit in the Cheetahs, who are now coming to uh, Australia, and WA in particular, to get a couple of hitouts of their own. So now we're going to leave it for the Force. All right, that's it. We're done. We're dusted. That is the end of Season 3, Episode 67. Uh, a nice new signing for the Western Force. Uh, so welcome very much to the team, Henry O'Donnell. Uh, and, of course, we've got those games coming up for the for the Force. Um, some nice signings there for the glory, both men and women. Another hit out. Uh, the Wildcats are very much full scale into their preseason. Uh, you know, that they had the hit outs against the... Uh, the NBL One West team went over to play the G League Ignite team, and then uh, the, of course, NBL Blitz is going to be on our doorstep in no time. And unfortunately, not good news for our AFLW teams, but there is always next week and always more opportunities to get back on the park and try to get a W, or at least from a West Coast perspective, a much more competitive outing. But uh, if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Instagram. And whether you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening, it's always a joy and a privilege to have you on board. Um, look after yourself. Stay safe. Support our WA teams as we are very much getting into the thick of it. Uh, AFLW has started with many, many more to come on over the coming month or two. But uh, from out and about, yours truly, I'm out for now.